St. Maxim in the next few weeks. <laughs> Good luck to Manchester United and Manchester United fans. You are welcome to another fun-filled episode of Ataku with Wooly G. I am Bola Ulagunplamaiko, also known as Wooly G. Yes, the prophet with the oil of goals and assists. Ex-FA chair David Bernstein and David Davies to present proposal to reset football. Eight-man group of sports or political figures. EFL chair Barry seen plans and impressed. They say football can't reform itself and need independent body to mediate PFL, FA, EFL interests. You have to restructure English football. 92 clubs is too many clubs to survive, says Anderson Wenger, as he has a say on Project Big Picture and believes more than two Premier League clubs came up with a plan. Six championship clubs have told Sky Sports News that if there is no financial bailout forthcoming, they fear for the survival of their club. After losing 40 matches in a row, San Marino finally broke the cycle on Tuesday night by earning a 0-0 draw against Liechtenstein. It was the first time they kept a clean sheet away from home in their 30-year history. Former UEFA president Michel Platini continues to insist his ban was an injustice, that VAR is bad for football and financial fair play saved clubs from bankruptcy. Yes, I know um, a lot of England fans and uh, Premier League football supporters would actually go with him saying that VAR is bad for football. According to what, you know, looking at what's happened in the last and uh, the past few weeks uh, with VAR. Updates from the UEFA Nations League very quickly. Yes, in the past week, Cristiano Ronaldo was given a new pair of crampons that he used, yes, that he won Sunday's goalless draw against France. A pair made by Nike in honor of CR7's 100 goals for Portugal. Ronaldo absence didn't change Portugal against Sweden, says Bruno Fernandes, Manchester United boy. Southgate's defense decision to snub Grealish in England defeats. Lukaku salutes standing Iceland coach after narrow Belgium victory. There was no pressure to replace Ronaldo for Portugal, says Yota. New Liverpool forward. The Boer. Netherlands' young Gainers were better than Italy despite draw, says the Boer Netherlands coach. Gary Neville blasted Harry Maguire as slack and scruffy after the Manchester United defender's red card for England against Denmark. Roy Kane believes England boss Gareth Southgate missed the trick by not consoling Harry Maguire as he trudged off the pitch following a sending off against Denmark. And yes, very quickly, results from the UEFA Nations League. In League A, Group 1, Italy vs Netherlands. Yes, Italy played a one all draw with Netherlands, while Poland defeated Bosnia and Herzegovina 3 0. In League A, Group 2, also England lost to Denmark by a goal to New, while Belgium defeated Iceland 2 1. Group 3 in League A, also Croatia lost to France narrowly by a goal to 2, while Portugal defeated Sweden. Yes, a Ronaldo less Portugal defeated Sweden 3 0. Going to League B Group 1, Norway defeated Northern Ireland 1-0, while Romania lost to Austria 1-0. League B, also Group 2, Scotland defeated Czech Republic, while Slovakia lost to Israel 2-3. 
Group 3 in League B also Russia had a goalless draw with Hungary while Turkey also had a goalless draw with Serbia. In Group 4, Finland won 1-0 to Ireland while Bulgaria lost 0-1 to Wales. In League C, Group 2 of the UEFA Nations League, Estonia drew 1-1 with Armenia, North Macedonia drew 1-1 with Georgia, while in Group 3, Greece had a goalless draw with Kosovo, while Moldova lost 0-4 to Slovenia. In League C, Group 4 also, Lithuania had a goalless draw with Albania, while Belarus won 2-0 against Kazakhstan. And going to international friendlies, Costa Rica lost 0-1 against Panama. And very quickly, updates happening there from around the world of sports. Premier League clubs reject project big picture proposals, but agree emergency financial package for EFL clubs. Plans to channel money from the new Premier League pay-per-view games into lower league football clubs have been scrapped because of the fallout from project big picture. Yes, former Manchester City and West Ham defender Pablo Zabaleta has retired from football. I am proud to be the latest black player to captain Asna, says Aubameyang, has donated his shirt to the Museum of London to help inspire future generations against racism. Yes, and in the EPR on deadline day, Everton offered to cover the entirety of Sergio Romero's £100,000 a week wages as well as a £2 million loan fee to Manchester United FC. United wanted to hold out for a £8 million transfer fee. Romero was annoyed at the decision and fused should be allowed to leave. I think we've put the right package in place, says Foreign Secretary Dominic Raab. And he says it is for the Parliament to decide if they discuss Manchester United FC and England forward Marcus Rashford's concerns about child poverty. And on Friday, Marcus Rashford ends MBE for fighting against child football poverty in the UK last Friday. And on Sunday, Marcus Rashford equalizes for England against world's top-ranked team, Belgium. Getting things done on and off the field, Marcus Rashford. Haaland St. Maxim has signed a new long-term pumper contract at Newcastle that puts him among the club's highest earners. Yes, that's six more years of headbands at the club. Christopoulos have signed Knatano Klein on a short-term contract. The 29-year-old was a free agent after leaving Liverpool and has been training with former club Palace in recent weeks. Both Manchester City and Manchester United are considering moves for Pochettino, claims the mirror. Any chance from the outside, they want to create a division. Bruno has lost two league games since he came in February. He's not used to losing. But this is what happens when we lose. Welcome to Man United. People try to create division. It is not going to happen, says Manchester United coach Olegona Social. According to reports gathered, there were issues with Said Berraman's medical at West Ham. However, the club are still working on doing a deal for the Brentford forward. Swansea wants around £15 million. For Will centre-back, Joe Rodon, if they are to sell, Tottenham want to pay about £10 million for him. If clubs can agree fee, personal terms would be a formality. Discussions ongoing ahead of 5pm domestic transfer deadline. Victor Moses joined Spartak Moscow from Chelsea on a season-long loan with an option to make the move permanent for £8 million. Bruno Fernandes denies speculation of a bus stop with Man United Bulls. So share. Do not use my name, my colleagues or the coach to make trouble at Man United. I believe it is a way to destabilize the group. What was said is in no way true. Western fan banned for three years for racially abusing Mosala. 
Daniel Sturridge has revealed that he has spent hundreds of thousands of pounds trying to prevent the injuries that have been so damaging to his football career. Chelsea are reportedly planning a stunning summer soup for Borussia Dortmund forward Ellen Haaland. Arsenal are facing defeat in their bid to have left-back Kieran Tierney available to face Manchester City on Saturday. Tierney was ordered to quarantine for 14 days after being declared a close contact when Scotland teammate Stuart Armstrong tested positive for COVID last week. Chelsea are showing concrete interest in making a move for Juventus star Paulo Dybala. The Argentine is in talks over signing a contract extension that would keep him in Turin until 2025, but the Blues are circling should Juve fail to lock him down. Premier League giants Manchester United have highlighted Real Madrid defender Rafael Varane as their number one transfer target in 2021. Manchester United midfielder Scott McTominay has claimed he and his teammates are behind Ole Gunnar Solskjaer after rumours circulated that Bruno Fernandes had lost faith in the manager. Manchester United's opening Champions League group game against Paris Saint-Germain is set to go ahead on Tuesday despite a strict curfew in the French capital. Jamie Redknapp has reviewed a few sorry for Harry Maguire after the Manchester United captain was sent off for England against Denmark. As the Sky Sports pundit added, the defender is having a moment. When Rooney is reportedly in line to become manager of Derby County, with the Manchester United legend nearing taking over from Philip Koku as Rams boss. Arsene Wenger has revealed how Robin Van Persie got in touch with him to try and arrange a return to Arsenal from Manchester United in 2015. Van Persie spent eight years with the Gunners between 2004 and 2012, but controversially departed the Emirates for fierce rivals United in his quest for the Premier League title. Everton have been handed a major injury boost ahead of Saturday's Merseyside debut with Alan, Andre Gomez and Simon Coleman all back in training and expected to be fit to take on Liverpool. Liverpool will demand a £1 million loan fee for Harry Wilson with Swansea City leading the chase for his services. Frank Lampard reports Mendy won't be fit for tomorrow. He hopes the injury won't be too long. Thiago Silva not in squad after a long journey, but Chiwell, Ziyech and Pulisic are in the squad. Manchester City midfielder Kevin De Bruyne has been ruled out of their Saturday night Premier League game at home to Arsenal. And yes, from champions manager Klopp asked if lack of crowds make it easier for him to get his message to players during games. And he says, I'd like to say so, but obviously at Aston Villa, that didn't work. To EPL fixtures this weekend, yes, on Saturday, yes, tomorrow, Saturday, early kickoff pitches Ancelotti's Everton against champions Liverpool by 12.30 p.m. While Chelsea will be at home to Southampton by 3 p.m. And while mentor Pep Guardiola's Manchester City play host to Menti, Mikel Ateta's Arsenal. Rashford's Manchester United team will be open for redemption on the road to Newcastle for late kickoff after losing at home to Tottenham. On Sunday, Sheffield United players to Fulham for early kickoff, while the Eagles, Crystal Palace, will be hosting Brighton and Overbeam later in the day. West Ham United will be going to White Hart Lane to face Jose Mourinho's Tottenham, while Aston Villa plays host to Champions Liverpool and the late kickoff. Yamivadi's Leicester City will be host to Aston Villa for late kickoff. And on Monday night football, West Brom play at home to Shindyke's 
while Wolves makes the away trip to Marcelo Bielsa's Leeds United. So what's happening in the Spanish La Liga? Yes, Tiki Taka, Tiki Taka, Tiki Taka only works if you have players who are technically superior to their opponent, says Felix Magat. Yes, and Hazard will explode at Real Madrid in no time, says goalkeeper, Real Madrid goalkeeper, Tibor Cotua. Barcelona in urgent talks to cut the wage bill of the entire club by 30% to ease their mounting financial pressures, reports Cardenas Sir, while Ronald Koeman has demanded Osman Dembele to report for extra training sessions while his Barcelona teammates have been given four days off, according to reports in Spain. Real Madrid believe forward Marco Asensio has improved as a player after recovering from a long-term injury, as reported by Marca. Lionel Messi is alleged to have dubbed Bolivia's head coach Baudi in a furious post-up on international duty. Real Madrid are worried about Cristiano Ronaldo's positive COVID-19 test, given that he has been in direct contact with Sergio Ramos and Rafael Varane. Barcelona defender Junior Vepo is definitely ruled out for the game against Getafe, according to AS. While Barcelona wants to trigger the option in Ricky Puig's contract to extend his contract for two more years. Puig is willing to stay and is happy in Barcelona. While Barcelona left back, Jordi Haber is expected to return in time for the Classico on the 24th of October. As a result of the bad COVID-19 conditions in Catalonia, the referendum of the motion of no confidence seems to be delayed. Real Madrid are prepared to offer midfielder Luka Modric a new one-year contract at the club with his current deal entering its final eight months. Boya Mayoral has revealed Real Madrid boss Zidane tried to persuade him to stay at the club rather than join Roma on a two-year long loan deal. I'm very quick to La Liga fixtures this weekend, important fixtures in La Liga this weekend. Tomorrow, Saturday, 17th October, Ramon Aziz Granada will be host to Sevilla for early kickoff. While Santa Vigo will play host to Atletico Madrid, Real Madrid also will be host against Cadiz. While Barcelona will be away at Getafe for late kickoff. And to what's happening in the German Bundesliga, Chupo Martin scores praise on his Bayern debut in Bayern's 3 new win in Cup match yesterday. Gnabry and Wena aren't normal strikers, says Flick. Bayern Munich sporting director has responded to claims that Manchester United made a Kingsley Coman bid in summer. Speaking to German outlet Build, the sporting director said there was nothing and we wouldn't have looked into it either. Formed by Munich striker Sandro Wagner has taken over the running of Germany's youth teams. He was a full German international, scoring five times in eight outings. And regular to fixtures, yes, major fixtures you want, uh, I would love you to actually watch out for in the German Bundesliga this weekend. Offiam against Dortmund, Eli Kikov, Mainz vs Bayern Leverkusen tomorrow. And Arminia Benfield vs Bayern Munich also tomorrow. And what's happening in Italy? Yes, in the Italian Syria. Ah, Cristiano Ronaldo has tested positive for COVID-19. Portugal's Football Federation confirmed on Tuesday. And will need to isolate after a positive COVID-19 test. Italy's new quarantine rules require a, at least a 10-day isolation period. Meanwhile, Juventus also confirmed Weston McKenney has tested positive for COVID-19. Inter have announced that Ashley Young has tested positive for the coronavirus. Well, um, it's, 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 it's a weird moment at the moment for the Italian clubs. Juventus have been given a 3-0 victory over Napoli, who failed to show up for their match on October 4. Napoli have also been deducted one point in Serie A for not following COVID-19 protocols. Inter expect Tottenham to come back 
to sign Milan's Quinian, but the serious side stance is that their 60 million euros asking price is non-negotiable. Cristiano Ronaldo may have broken out rules when he returned to Italy after testing positive for COVID-19 in Portugal, Italy's sports minister said. Meanwhile, Cristiano Ronaldo has landed in Italy to spend his quarantine period after testing positive for coronavirus. The 35-year-old return is designed to get him back playing sooner, given that Portuguese rules stipulate a 14-day quarantine, while in Italy it is only necessary to isolate for 10 days. Juventus' entire squad have gone into isolation after the club's American midfielder, Weston McKinney, contracted COVID-19. Their decision comes just a day after forward Cristiano Ronaldo also tested positive for coronavirus. In Italian international Mario Balotelli says he is on the brink of joining a new club after leaving Brescia. Manchester City and Argentina striker Sergio Aguero is not interested in a move to Italy despite interest from Serie A side Inter Milan. Chris Smalling was officially unveiled by AS Roma and said that he is happy to be back in a stronger team after long negotiations. Gianluigi Donnarumma maintains it was important to remain unbeaten after this 1-1 home draw with the Netherlands. Yes, an analysis of the balance sheets presented by Serie A clubs found only Atlanta, Sassuolo, Napoli and Croton made a profit over the last decade. Wow, wow. So some clubs have actually been running at a loss in Italian Serie A. Ah, and yes, that doesn't concern us. What concern us is the next. Yes, the fixtures. Yes, important fixtures in the Italian Serie A ah, this weekend. And Saturday, Napoli against Atlanta. That was a blockbuster match. Inter against S Milan. Another blockbuster interesting match, which is a derby. Sampdoria against Lazio will be the next. And Croton against Juventus will be the next. Kick off. Yes, and uh, we very, can see uh, a lot of important matches uh, this weekend um, in the Italian Serie A. Yes, what was happening in the French League, huh? Rennes midfielder, 17-year-old Eduardo Camavinga scores his first goal for France on his first start against Ukraine. France next generation looks settled. Eduardo Camavinga also becomes the first French national team player to end three caps before turning 18 since Daniel Messia in 1910. Kylian Mbappe became the youngest attacker in European football to score 16 goals for his senior national team, 21 years and 299 days old, since Lukas Podolski, 21 years and 90 days old, on September, on 2nd September 2006. And very quickly, two important matches have been played this weekend in the Legon. Names at home to Champions PSG as the major, 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 major league, major, major, major match coming up, coming up. Yes, and the French league on. Now on the local scene, yes, on the local scene, Nigeria was held to a one-all draw with Algeria after taking the early lead and with Kelechi Iyanacho missing a spot kick to go two goals ahead. Napoli striker Victor Osime said he is aiming to become the African Footballer of the Year one day. While Maduka Okoye, Nigeria's goalkeeper, says I will do my best to be Nigeria's number one. I'm at Almeria to give energy and good vibes, says Uma Sadiq after completing a five-year deal with his new club. I'm proud to be a super ego, says Cyril Dessas. John Ogu on answers. He says, I could see the pain in our eyes. Yes, John Ogu speaking on the campaign um, by Nigerian youths on um, answers. Yes, wanting a rogue unit, a rogue unit of the Nigerian police force to actually be disbanded by the Nigerian 
government, which hasn't actually been 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 fully done yet, been implemented yet. Very quickly to what's happening. Yes, uh, there's, there's there's a lot a lot a lot coming up. You know, on this um, episode of this podcast, we have a bonus segment. Yes, as usual, yes, a bonus segment coming up. Yes, that is WWE superstar John Cena ties the knot with girlfriend Shay earlier in the week. Iga Swiatek also broke a number of records as she beat Sofia Kenin 6-4-6-1 to win the French Open. Meanwhile, Spanish star Rafael Nadal equaled Roger Federer's record of 20 Grand Slam titles by winning his 13th French Open with an exhibition of clay court tennis against Novak Djokovic. Lewis Hamilton claims his 91st F1 victory, equaling Michael Schumacher's all-time record at the FU Grand Prix. Lewis Hamilton was honored with a Michael Schumacher's helmet by his son, Mike, after equaling his F1 wins record at the FU Grand Prix. Bricks. Yes, 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 and that's all we can take on the updates and the fixture segment. Up next is the sizzling heart. Yes, the sizzling hot heart taco segment with Wally G. Yes, and I'll be doing an amazing podcaster guest. Yes, yes, someone you haven't heard before on this podcast. Yes, an amazing podcaster. Also, Afistonova joining us after this brief outbreak. Don't go nowhere. Taco with Wally G. Beyond sports, beyond boundaries. Okay, yes, it's another wonderful edition. This is the second part, yeah, of the podcast Attack with Wally G. And today I have a wonderful guest on the podcast. That is Afisto Nova. Yes, he's a podcaster also. He has been fantastic thus far. Yesterday we'll be talking with us on the big picture project yes um that's wanted to happen at the EPO but for now has been suspended Avistonova good evening you're welcome uh good evening thank you very much for having me on the podcast today you're welcome so uh, I get to know that um you are a sports lover and avid football fan yeah 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 a big a big fan of sports and you know a big uh, lover of football Manchester United is the club anyway <laughs> Manchester United is the club you're a red devil <laughs> Yeah, my red devil for life. Uh, but you know that no devil would actually make heaven. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. All right. Uh, you're welcome. You're welcome to attack with Wally G. Yes. Thank you very much for having me. Of goals and assists. And you're welcome to the hard tackle segment. This is that segment where we say, will they take out serious? <laughs> because um, a lot of things have been going on. People have been asking, what is the big picture project? What is it about? So, can you tell us a brief, you know, about the summary? What is the big job project about? Uh, basically, uh, if I could just try to just, you know, just make it simple and not to bleed out of grammar, it's okay. just the big six clubs in England and trying to take over the league. That's just the basic. <laughs> that's just the big picture. That's just that's just the summary of everything because um, it's a it's a project where the big six clubs in England talking about Man U, Arsenal, Chelsea Liverpool, Man City and Tottenham you know whereby they're trying to uh, reduce the number of premiership clubs to 18 and also make sure that the control of the major decision being made in the Premier League is done by them and also give money to uh, the EFL clubs and they also want to scrap the Community Shield and the um, I think the EFL Cup also so that's just the lot of but like I said in summary it's just you know the big clubs in England trying to own the league for themselves okay now but coming up with this uh, the big picture 
I think the major clubs, that's Liverpool and Manchester United, were the ones at the forefront of this big picture, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were the two clubs that, you know, actually worked out the, the proposal. But the then again, picture. yeah, for the big picture. Then other clubs, you know, the other major clubs joined in on them also. Okay, okay. Now, now, what, what does uh, the major top six clubs, you know, stand to gain in this big picture? Uh, well, for, for one, they stand to gain power. Because the truth is, when you have the six major clubs on training, because their own point of argument is they bring a lot more into the league, being okay. the bigger club. They have the more money, they have the capacity, so they feel that they should also have more decision power, you know, when okay. it comes to making decisions that controls them. So obviously, I think this is more about much more power for them. In as much as they are also trying to help uh, the lower leagues club, but then again, I feel like this is just more about power for them. And, you know, it's just about saying, okay, fine. If it's not going to be Liverpool, it's going to be Man It's not going to be Man It's going to be Chelsea. It's not going to be Chelsea. It's going to be Arsenal. Then that the power can always rotate among them and they are okay with that. So it's, yes, it's more about, you know, the, uh, how am I going to put it? It's more about having much more power to control the league. Okay, okay. Now, look, looking at it, now, what happens if the, you know, the lower clubs actually get to buy into the idea, not knowing the repercussions. Now, you know, um, they, they are trying to, you know, make the league like an 18 team league now, no more to yes. a 20 team league. Now, yes. what happens to the other two teams that would, that would you know, that would mix up the 20 teams, the last two teams? What happened to them? Do they, do they go back to the Naturally, by the time, by the time they, if they eventually, you know, agree to the whole projects, if they eventually agree to the whole project, okay. I think they will have a season. They have, I think they will have a season whereby, normally, they start the season with twenty teams, right? Yeah. Now, so if they are going to agree to that project, the following season, they will have a season whereby eighteen teams will stay in the Premiership. Then two okay. will go down to relegation. Now, it is those eighteen teams that will now kick off the new season with the old new rules of 18 team and all that and there will okay. be a qualification process and all that now but okay. my own fear or my own problem which i feel like because the lower league some of the other teams in the Premier league are also you know not in support of this big project uh, big picture project yeah. and even some of the teams in the lower from, from the lower league that's the league one and the league two now okay. let me just let me just be clear that this big picture does not really benefit those in the championship, which is immediately, you know, the next stage after um, the yeah, Premiership. Totally, if you, yeah, if you, yeah. yeah, if you go from relegation to the Premiership, where you go to is the championship. It's after you leave the championship, that's where you, you go, go to, to League, league one, 1 and League 2. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like now, so what the big picture is talking about is they are also trying to look for a way whereby they can fund the League 1 and the League 2. As a matter of fact, I think they said they are going to give £50 million pounds to League 1 and League 2. That is, they will share 25-25. Yeah. That is part of you know that is part of what they are proposing. Now this deal does not favor the championship because they feel like some of the clubs in the championship their owners are billionaires, so they don't want to help them out since they have the billionaires in that place. But it's all about the EFL league and uh, the League One and the League Two. Now okay. my own point of my own my own point of view is if they make the Premiership and it's same team um, thing. Obviously, it's still going the wrong world because I think um, there are some leagues around Europe that are just eighteen in numbers. Yeah, like I the think, Exactly, and they'll be running it fine and all that. But yeah. Yeah, my own major problem is if you shift the power to the big sixteen, it becomes over time it now become boring. I mean, we complain about let's take let's take La Liga for example. We complain about how La Liga is just 
Real Madrid and Barcelona, Real Madrid and Barcelona. Then once in a while, we see the people like Atletico Madrid, or yeah. they say Valencia. Real, yeah. Valencia, you know, we can come into the picture. So if you now decide, you know, to say, let's do the same thing with the English club and we have just the big C's, after a while it becomes boring. Then another thing, another thing that, you know, that is also part of the big picture is the fact that these big clubs, you know, these big six teams, they will also have a major say in when somebody wants to take over these lower clubs. So okay. let's say, for example, now, a billionaire from Saudi Arabia wants to buy, let's say, a, um, a Middlesbrough, for example. Okay. Do you understand? The big okay. six can decide and say, no, they don't want them to buy that club. Because it might possess, you know, a lot of challenge on the long run to them. Exactly, position. and which is, exactly, so which is where I, for one, personally, I'm not, I, I understand the fact that they want to help out the lower leagues, which is good for me. I mean, the lower league right now is in crisis. Even the Premiership itself, it's, it's in crisis because of the COVID-19, uh, you yeah. know, pandemic. And they are trying to help out, which is good. But I feel like saying they want to, re they want to take the major power, which is not going to be good, because at the end of the day, I think they added Southampton, um, West Ham, and Everton into the into yeah. the big picture to yeah. make it yeah. nine teams. You understand? Yeah. But you know, among those nine teams, we know that the major powers still reside in the big six. Yeah. So for me, I feel like these major, these small clubs are going to be affected in the long run, and it's going to take uh, the that element that that element that makes Premiership unpredictable is going to take it away from because. One of the major beauty of the Premiership is you. Yes, we can always say, okay, maybe Man City, maybe Tottenham, maybe Manchester United, maybe Arsenal. We can only predict. But at the end of the day, we cannot say for a fact that this is the club, you know, that will win the Premiership at the end of the day. And that is the most interesting part about the Premiership. So if you have, if you allow these big C's to take the, all the power, majorly all the rules they will just make will be what to be favoring them, and these lower teams will suffer. There's this proposal. Um, that talks about you know the existing clubs in the Premier League. Uh, that's the league, um, the clubs that hasn't gone for relegation, like in the last 10, 11 years. Mm -hmm. That includes the likes of Southampton, West Ham, and Everton. Yes. Now, but they don't have a major say in the league, you know, according to television rights, too, like that. Obviously, they don't. So, what what happens to um, those kind of clubs now? Because according to what I saw recently and I read recently, I noticed um, they were not in agreement too. They were not in support of um, the project Big Picture. Mm -hmm. So what happens to a team like that, like, like a team like Everton or a, or a team like Wolves that's just upcoming and, you know, trying their best to actually break into the top six, top eight teams? What happens to them on the long run? If Yeah, that, that's, that's what I'm saying. You see, on the long run, those kind of things will get to suffer. Because okay. at the end of the day, the big picture, like we rightly said, are going to be controlled by the six major clubs. Yeah. But they decided to say, okay, if you've not gone to relegation in the last 10, 11 years, let's include you into it. That's where we have the West Ham, Southampton, you know, and the Everton coming in place. But those are just three yeah. clubs. Now, if you have three yeah. to six, that's nine. Now, let's say there's now a new proposal that's okay, we want to make a decision. Let's say they've accepted and it's okay, fine. Let's say for next season now, we are trying to say everybody should go back to five substitution. And his big team says, okay, you know what? Yes, we agree. And the top six already agrees. Even if these remaining three that were added, if they say no, they don't disagree. Their, their opinion is not, their um, decision is not going to count because there, is, there are just three clubs compared to the six clubs. Do you understand? So I feel like we just compare this thing to make it look as if, you know, you are not inclusive of, you know, other teams. It's not as if they are, it's not as if including them will say, okay, yes, they 
have a major, you know, say or anything. No, they don't. They already the, the team that's already have the major say are the Arsenal's, the Man City's, the Tottenham, and the, this thing. So those are the teams already have the say, including the people like Everton, the West Ham, including them. It's just to make them feel among. Like okay, let's okay. just if we okay. can carry this people along, maybe they okay. play. That's what they are just doing. Okay. Okay, now there's there's this um, notion that's making the round that Parry, that's the FA, FA chairman, has suggested yeah. to the big clubs that they simply walk out of the Premier League, you know, and become the big six in the championship. What is it to that? Which would effectively uh, cut the Premier League off? You know, it would effectively uh, cut it off. Since the big six in the Premier League presently, they are the ones with the major TV revenue, the major rights, and major, you know, actually everything. So when, if they should decide to leave the Premier League and join the championship, that means the Premier League will be cut off directly. Uh, well, you see, where I think I think one thing they are not trying to understand, and one of the major things why the uh, am I going to put it now? I think is it the English FA or the Premier the Premier League body itself? Because the Premier League body is not even in support of this big big picture. They felt like the six club went behind their backs so bad, and that's why they are asking the um, FA party, they are asking him to resign because of you know he, he actually agreed to the whole thing without consulting due process and all that now i think what they are what they are not looking at is they are not looking at the big picture in terms of uk as a body is about to leave the european union they are going to leave eu you know yeah. it's it's almost signs saying that deliver now when they leave eu what is the economic implication most of these big teams that we are talking about liverpool is owned by americans uh manchester united is owned by american asma is also a, a collaborate of you know um american groups you understand even Tottenham. Yeah. So, if they now decide to say, okay, fine, we want to break off the Premier League, the English FA can also come in with their own restriction and say, okay, you know what? Any club that is going to remain, that is going to operate, that is going to be playing the English football, you know, has to be owned and controlled by, you know, a UK organization. I think there's going to be a lot of, because when you say they should break out from the English Premier League, we all know that the English Premier League is one of the biggest revenue generated for UK as an economy as a whole. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. that, that that's why when uh, the COVID nineteen pandemic hit and a lot of uh, businesses were closing, people were agitating that football should still continue because they were losing a lot of money. So if yeah. they decide if they decide to break up and this break off idea has been something that has been going on for a long time. It's not just something that started with this big picture. There's been even in the Champions League, you know, there's been an idea of floating around that they should create a super six or a super you know league whereby the two teams, the two biggest teams in each um, in each uh, leagues, yeah, yeah. will come will come together and be playing their own separate league. But that uh, UEFA kicked against that and all that. So yeah. I feel like. All these things they are trying to do is not to see, just to get what they want to get. But the, the 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 beauty of the Premier League, which was what the founding fathers that started the, this new Premier League era in 1992, what yeah. agreed upon was that every club has a vote, and yeah. that was how it all started. So yeah. if you have 20 clubs, it means each 20 clubs has a vote. And let's just keep it like that. If you want to help the League One and League Two, you can always find a new way, you know, to help them. And also the reason why, uh, the reason why they are also against this decision in the way is because by the time they reduce the league to eighteen teams, yeah. sure you know when when normally when two teams go to relegation, the EF the when they go to Champions League, the Premiership gives them money 
so that they can able to at least sustain their players or still maintain the club. You understand? Yeah. Now they are also saying that they are going to cut off that, that, that supply. Yeah. That supply. Yeah. So when you go down to relegation, there is not going to be any fund yeah. for you. Yeah. Do you get? Yeah. Then they are also saying they are also saying that when that the sixteenth team. That's now you have 18 teams. The 16th team will also yeah. join the championship in playing a playoff to know whether the, that team will stay in the premiership or that oh, team no, will regulate. You understand? Yeah. So all in all, it's just like I said. It's just, I just feel like these big teams are just trying to look for a way because what they feel is okay. You know what? We are bringing in more money to this league, so yeah. we feel like. But we are not. We are not having the major share. How can I be bringing in 80 percent of the revenue? And when it comes to decision making, I'm only limited to about 30 or 40 percent decision making. Why not up our decision making to about 70? Do you understand? Yeah. But I feel like if they if they do that, it's going to affect the league in a very very negative way at the long run. Because yeah. let's look at it. Like I rightly said, about four of the big teams in the Premiership are owned by Americans. Yeah. Who say that after 10 years, if they agree to this uh, big? Project, big picture project. Who says that after 10 years, those Americans cannot come up together and decide that, you know what, let's run this league the way we are running the American League. MLS, yeah. Do you, do you understand? Yeah, so yeah. They, have to, they have to look at all. As for me, I'm, I'm against the big picture. I'm, some of their conditions there, I'm just against it, honestly speaking. Because at the end of the day, it's going to affect the Premiership as we know it in a negative way. Okay, that's a very good one. Thanks for actually, you know, shedding more light on this uh, project big picture and the EPL that has been actually, you know, making the rounds and making football fans, you know, anxious concerning what's happening in the EPL, what are we expecting in the year 2023, 2022, 2023, because that's the season it was meant to be implemented. Am I right? Yes, that's the season is meant to be implemented. And I think for now, it's, it's going to be a debate that will continue to go on until they find a common ground. If at the end of the day, if some of these clauses can be removed, you know, then I think they work. They, I, I'm not sure they have a problem with having 18 teams in the league. No, they don't have a problem with that. They can always do that. But where the major problem is coming is giving the majority of the power to the big six. The decision making. That is where the major problem is saying. And what those things are saying that no, if you do this, then that means you've strictly, you know, destroyed the foundation of which this Premier League was built up. Okay. So it's like say, okay, we want to scatter this thing and we want to start all over. And starting all over right now, it does not favor what I mean twice. just let's just imagine they put this thing in order. Where we have that season whereby Leicester City won the league. This kind of things yes. will not be able to happen because these big C's, when they have the old money and all that, a big six team can now decide to say, I want to buy a player for 300 million pounds. But a small team cannot decide to say they even want to buy for 500 or let's say even 50. Because no player, they, they yeah. won't have that money. You understand? Yeah, the financial to capacity to, 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 to challenge. Unlike what we are having right now, where you can see, even though it is not, even though you can say the money is not much, but you can see a West Ham, you know, compete. Yes, say they want to buy a player for 37 million pounds or even 40 million pounds. You can see, pounds, you can see yes, a lead city yeah. breaking their bank. But these are some of the things you won't have by the time this, because by the time these big six come, mention all the players in the world, they will just want to go to the big six because they have the money and they have, you know, the financial backing to get all these big players. But who could have imagined someone like, uh, what's his name, Ames Rodriguez, will come and play in an Everton. Do you understand? Who could have yeah. only imagined that when yeah. this guy was in his peak, what's his name, Felipe Anderson, will come and play in West Ham. Yeah. Look at when Tevez and Mascherano came to the Premier League. They went to West Ham. Do you understand? Yeah. So all this thing is going to take a lot of is going to take a lot of things away 
from the premiership, giving the big C's the, 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 the decision power making. It's going to, apart from that, I feel like every other thing they every other thing they've said is okay for me. Although I'm also not in support of you know scrapping the um, EFL and the community shield unless they want to create. Yes, unless they want to create, you know, a new competition for that. Because when you when 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 you, when you scrap that, then it it doesn't give. It, because let's be honest, a lot of us do not. Ninety percent of us do not watch the League One and the League Two. And the only, the only time we get to see this thing yeah. is when they play the Premiership team, whether in Carling Cup or in FA Cup, whatever cup they play. So by the time you scrap that, then you you limit us to you know to see what they are after. What what exactly their potentials yeah. but i feel what they can do about that is okay let's say you know what we are not going to join you in your competition or to maybe the quarter final stage or even the semi-final stage you understand they can do that but okay. scrapping that in a whole and the community should scrapping the community should also because we all know the history of the community should the community should was supposed to be an avenue whereby football gives back to the community that is why when the community should started yeah. a lot of people do not even till today there's still an argument whether it is a trophy or it's not a trophy the major yeah, thing yeah, is that yeah. any money won from that competition will be given back to the community. And that competition normally, you know, is usually being played by fringe players of a team. Let's say the team B's, you know. But it's just because the competition started getting more funding and that's why they started saying, okay, let us, the sponsor started saying, you know, if you are going to put 100 million here, then we need to see the likes of Aguero playing this team. We see the likes of Kane playing this team. That's why those big boys, you know, started coming into the picture once in a while. So for me, I feel like, yes, yeah, some of the things they've said in the big picture is good. But some of the things, uh, I'm not in support of it. And that's why majority of the EFL clubs are also rejecting it. They should be, if they, they, are, they are okay with giving them support and giving them money. But they have to find another way to make it work. Okay, okay. Thank you very much, Afistonova, on giving us you know, an in-depth analysis on what the big picture project is. And honestly speaking, I think uh, now... now um, can actually put their minds at rest and know that actually the big picture is actually a big picture if put in the right exactly if put in the right perspective i think it's going to be it's going to make the premiership much more competitive because i mean you have 18 teams now fighting for one trophy that's going to make it much more competitive seriously trust me Saturday. Okay, thank you for coming. Thank you for thank you for coming on the podcast. Afistonova. It was it was nice having you and having you know the wonderful breakdown of big project uh big uh picture projects is it's actually a nice one. Afistonova. Thank you, thank you for having me. I really appreciate. Yes, and uh, this is this is what we call it a day, you know, subsequent um editions. You would like to have you once more, you know, come and give us your in-depth analysis on topics like this, you know. And that's what the Art Tackle Podcast majorly is meant for to deliberate on art topics, issues, you know, um that uh, football um football fans and analysts also, you know, what guys will do in a football house, you know, <laughs> the normal arguments and the like. That's what the art tackle segment is for to break them down and actually make our listeners understand, have a bit much more perspective know the in-depth analysis not just um you know um football house talk or football house gist or game house gist you know have a, have a clear background on what the laws and procedures are it's so nice to have you on the show thank you very much I'm, I'm always open to come around next time all right all right certainly we'll be you next time you have too. a wonderful day thank you bye all right bye
Yes, it was a pleasure having Afisto Nova on the Atsaku segment. We've come to the end of an amazing episode of the Sports Podcast. Yes, a very big thank you to you. Yes, you amazing listener for listening to the Sports Podcast right from the beginning until the end. And also for sharing and reposting on all social media platforms and keeping yourself also informed about the happenings in the world of sports, especially football. And yes, also if you're a Nigerian youth, don't forget, don't forget to keep on yes keep on protesting keep on you know leaving out your rights keep on you know pursuing your rights yes for the good governance of the state of the country nigeria keep on being you protest safely and meanwhile you know what stay safe yes you are the real mvp and together we know we are gonna end SARS and end police brutality and end SWAT in nigeria for god you are the real mvp we're proud of you and can't wait to hear from you through our gmail m6 at gmail.com and our social media platforms on instagram at woliji at w-o-l-i-i-n-g and on twitter at bimidepola at g-b-e-m-i-d-e-p-o-o-l-a yes on our facebook page at wg sports yes your reviews thoughts and anybody questions you'd like to ask us or you want us to treat on our taco segment with woliji it's highly 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 welcome yes and also not forgetting what's currently going on in Nigeria. Yes, the home country of Ataku with Woliji Sports Podcast. Yes, um, we say end SARS, we say end SWAT, we say end police brutality in Nigeria. And that's all we have for you today. Say Because we know together, me, you, each and every one of us going to score goals for four. Let me hear you say, it's a goal. Hot taco with Wooly G. Spot!